Hello and welcome to Plan B, a podcast about all the latest news and updates related to citizenship by investment by CS Global Partners, a London headquartered legal government advisory and marketing firm. My name is Aisha Mohammed and I'm your host. In our last episode, we spoke with Mr. Gregor Nassif, the president of the Dominica Hotel and Tourism Association and the director and owner of Secret Bay in Dominica, an eco-luxury resort funded by the Citizenship by Investment program. You can catch up on that episode and others by subscribing to Plan B on Spotify or iTunes. You can also find an episode breakdown on our website at www.csglobalpartners.com and under the resources section. On today's show, we'll be talking about CBI-funded Jungle Bay, a resort and spa nested amongst lush tropical forests and overlooking crystal blue ocean in Dominica. But first, some CBI highlights and updates from this week. The World Bank will provide the Commonwealth of Dominica with 75 million US dollars to assist in transformation of the country's digital economy. The country's Minister for Digital Economy said that this will improve the way business is conducted in Dominica. In a press briefing on August 12th, the Prime Minister of St. Kitts and Nevis, Dr. The Honourable Timothy Harris, announced that the Federation will reopen its borders in October. This will allow for the resumption of air and sea commercial traffic carrying international passengers into the Federation's ports and the reopening of several CBI-funded hotels and resorts. And those are this week's CBI updates. On today's show, we welcome Sam Raphael, Dominican-born entrepreneur and sustainable development activist, who is also the CEO of Jungle Bay, an award-winning adventure and wellness boutique retreat resort located on the Nature Isle of the Caribbean. Welcome to Plan B, Sam. For our listeners, can you describe the property? What does one see, hear and feel when they arrive at Jungle Bay? The name kind of says it all, pretty much. They see a jungly island, certainly even before they arrive at the property. But Dominica is, you know, it's just a thousand shades of green. It's a rainforest island and we're nestled in the island. And then we overlook a fantastic bay. Uh, so we see um, the bay from virtually everywhere on the property. But the property is, is on a knoll and um, we've preserved it as best as we could. Everything is constructed uh, from earth materials. So it's all volcanic stone and tropical hardwoods with the shingles and that sort of thing. So it kind of has a very rustic feel to it, but it's, it's, it's done in a, a very tasteful manner. So we've got, uh, you know, great uh, swimming pools that overlook, as I said, the, the bay. We've got two yoga studios. Uh, we've got uh, a wonderful spa with 13 rooms. We've got uh, two restaurants um, that serve a tremendous uh, Caribbean and international healthy cuisine because we're positioned as a health and wellness property. And then we have the accommodation villas that are again all made of stone and wood and shingled. And they are all nestled uh, on the uh, on o overlooking the Atlantic Ocean, so that's basically what you see. Lots of 
tropical fruit trees. We try to create a sort of an edible environment, all organic. So when you walk out of your villa, you pick papayas, mangoes, guava cherries, and just all types of exotic tropical fruits. So it's a kind of a, a still a garden of Eden, a paradise. We understand the idea for Jungle Bay came to you at a very young age when you were in the fifth grade. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, as a lad, I went uh, camping uh, on a tropical uh, it's a, a rainforest island called St. John, and we stayed at a campground. And uh, it, it just was so amazing doing all the hikes and learning about the environment. And so that stayed with me throughout my childhood. And, and so when I had the opportunity, I, I decided to come back to Dominica and to develop uh, a, a campground. And so that's the genesis of Jungle Bay. But as it progressed and as I got deeper and deeper into the business side of it, I, it ended up being a little more upscale than the original campground that I had in mind. Uh, but I still kind of kept it very natural, kept it very much, you know, a wilderness type feeling where people could come and reconnect to nature. You've adopted the concept of conservation and environmental preservation as your life's philosophy. How is this channeled into the creation of Jungle Bay? Well, again, we tried to keep everything as, as natural as possible. Certainly Dominica is a rainforest island and the more we preserve the island's pristineness, the more we preserve the plants and the wildlife of the island, you know, that's, that's the bigger the contribution is going to be down the road in terms of the island's development. So it's clearly a case of, of less physical development, as we say, is more for the island. And so it kind of lends itself to that philosophy. So I came back to Dominica and tried to, on a commercial scale, develop a brand of tourism that the island I thought was naturally, you know, positioned for. Uh, and, and thus we came with Jungle Bay and the project has done very well. It's, it's evolved over time, but still keeping true to the, the environmental as a key focus. Other areas that, that, you know, are important. And again, back to my African Caribbean to heritage, so to speak, try to develop Jungle Bay in a way where it's really built around the people, around the communities and around the livelihoods of the people of the communities. And so the people of Dominica engage in traditional artisan type activities, a lot of uh, rural agricultural activities. And so we created Jungle Bay, you know, as a vehicle to allow these people to preserve their way of life while earning their livelihood from providing supplies to the hotel. So we buy all of our produce and our fish and virtually everything we serve from the communities and also other activities that the community are engaged in, whether it's dealing with herbs, because Dominica is, is big on herbs, you know, or other types of holistic uh, livelihoods. And we've incorporated that into Jungle Bay. So it's where you learn about nature and where you engage in activities that support the local community and also a strong element of wellness is tied into that. Especially now when the climate crisis is at Dominica's doorstep and the mainstream tourism companies are adding to the equation with rigorous building, how important is eco-friendly tourism to keep the industry sustainable? 
Well, you mentioned one thing, and, and that is the climatic conditions that seem to be deteriorating, and especially with human intervention. But we also have the COVID-19 phenomena, which is also something that has added a sense of urgency to this, in that we now have to change the way we do things. Uh, you know, the traditional, let's see how close to the ocean we can build and how many trees we can fall in the process to create areas where people can come and get sunburned. That type of tourism, you know, we're learning is not something that's sustainable, is not something for the people of the future because we don't want to get sunburned and we people, you know, we want, we need to recognize we will need places to live where we're not going to be overrun by uh, tidal waves and things like that. So we're kind of stepping back from the shoreline, so to speak. We're looking at our water flow in development and we're looking at a number of things. And this is just overall, not even specifically related to sustainable practices, but just now all, all developers need to move with some level of urgency towards the preservation of the, of the environment. And so I think we were right on point in, in you know, being in this movement early on. And now that we have COVID, uh, I think the aftermath of the pandemic will be that people will again be looking for things that are natural and safe and ways in which they can reconnect to nature. They want to, to go into a paradise that's free from stress and the challenges of the time. I think it's key and, and this is becoming more commonplace and hopefully we can encourage other players to follow suit. Jungle Bay is an approved project under the CBI program. When was it approved and what does this mean? We got our approval in late 2016. And what that means is that persons who wish to be a citizen of the Commonwealth of Dominica and obtain a passport from Dominica, which allows for tremendous visa-free travel and security, those persons can invest in Jungle Bay and be a part owner of this development and obtain their citizenship that way. And that means that down the road, they will be getting a return on investment and they will have an investment to hold that ultimately if they choose, they can, at, after three years, uh, if they wish to, they can resell their investment and still retain their citizenship. So the citizenship by investment program has been uh, a means to fund the development of the project financially. Uh, and also in exchange, we offer these investors a very secure investment. And they know getting into Jungle Bay that they're doing a lot of good for their bottom lines. They're doing a lot of good for themselves by obtaining citizenship to give them security and ease of travel. And they're doing a lot of good for the planet. Jungle Bay is now in full operation. What are the CBI investments you're receiving now being spent on? The Jungle Bay is, phase one is in full operation. Phase two is still under construction. So the investment that we're receiving is going towards the completion of phase two, which we expect to complete and have fully operational for the start of 2020. So that's where the remainder of the investment is going. A couple of years ago, you said, all Dominicans, we are the assets of this country and it's about bringing us together and doing something about your country. And as a Dominican, do you see support from locals for economic citizens of the country? Well, it's something that people are 
beginning to express more uh, about more favorably now because they are seeing the tangible benefits uh, from the CBI program. I think uh, universally in the Eastern Caribbean, pretty much CBI uh, is uh, accepted by the general population. But I think the more the people see the tangible benefits to themselves, not just in employment, but in terms of being able to have small businesses. In Dominica, for instance, we have uh, CBI-funded affordable housing. We have so much of our infrastructure uh, being funded under CBI, as you may or may not know. We've had been faced with a couple of, of hurricanes and much of the recovery resources came from CBI. And so CBI resources being a tool to improve the lives of the people uh, and, and, and the people recognizing it. We, we see a gravitation, a movement towards the, the, the uh, approval and acceptance of this as a means economic development for the island. So I think based on those things and based on my sentiment, you know, this, the, the, that I get from the persons, I think there is a significant level of support for CBI. I think most people approve the program because we realize and we feel the benefits of the program. Those are all of our questions. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all of your insight and wish you all the best going forward. This concludes the eighth and last episode of season two. If you have any topics or questions you'd like for us to discuss on Plan B, let us know and we'll be happy to have an expert address your concerns. We'll be back next month to kick off season three with updates about all things CBI related. Until then, if you have any questions about CBI or would like to find out more, please visit www.csglobalpartners.com. Thank you for listening and stay safe.